everybody. We're about to get into our Bible study. A couple of text messages here. You guys have been a little bit quiet this morning. Hopefully you'll have lots to say in the Bible study. We love hearing from you. And let's have another question for our quiz. That's right. Here we go. Which of the following books contains the most chapters? Okay, this is multiple choice. Job, Isaiah, Jeremiah, or Ezekiel? Which of the following books contains the most chapters? I know the answer to this one. But is it Job, Isaiah, Jeremiah, or Ezekiel? 0491-064-669. Guys, put on your thinking caps. Get your head in the game. Get your your mental ability revved up. But uh, again, if you know the answer, you can win our prize for this week, which is Exodus Myth or History by David Roll, a book where you can read and discover and look at all of the research that's being done and all the archaeology and come to the conclusion, hey, did Exodus really happen? Again, that number is 0491-064-669. And that question was, which of the following books contain the most chapters? Job, Isaiah, Jeremiah, or Ezekiel? All right, let's head over to text messages and find out what you had to say during the show, the first half of the show this morning. Raphael has this to say, I've always been interested in the 13.8 billion years the new telescope is taking pictures of what up to now scientists uh, thought may have been empty. Mm. Now they can see another trillion galaxies. Mm. They're actually saying that God started creation 13.8 billion years ago. How can they put a time against a God who has always been there? 13.8 13.8 billion years is equivalent to a blink of an eye in God's time. The next telescope they send up, if time lasts, which it won't, will blow their minds. I could go on forever on this one. Mm. Well, time will last. Time will last. Our Earth might not last, <laughs> but time will last. <laughs> yeah, well, but do you do, when, when you're in eternity, do you actually count it as time? No, okay. Yes. If, if, if a tree yes. falls in the woods yes. and nobody's there to hear yes. it, does it make a sense? Time exists in heaven. I am sick of people who don't understand <laughs> physics thinking that time doesn't exist in eternity. Oh, here we go. Of course it, it does. Because where there is light, there is space and time. There has to be. Because no. it takes time to get from one side of a space to another. But what if you create the light from one side to the other at the same time? No, but we are like beings of relative space. Like we are not every, we are not omnipotent. Yes, for God, time might not exist because he's everywhere experiencing everything all at once. But we are linear beings. Time does exist no matter what context you're in, whether you live forever or not, time exists. Okay. This is a finite linear being having a rant right now. Yeah, I know. <laughs> Speaking with great oh, authority there is, there is people who on things of which he does not. No, I know. I know. <laughs> Do you not know? This like, what do you think happens to us in heaven? We turn into big, like, timeless, bodiless blobs? Like, no. We, we're, we're people. Okay, church leaders can't give a, get, give a definition of what a woman is. How yeah, stupid can he get? He actually knows. He actually knows, but the demonic agenda of the New World Order demands all leaders who belong to it spew this garbage in the world media, which they own, make sure it is broadcast. In reality, everyone knows the difference. Amazingly enough, if you place a dog in front of them, they would have no problem telling you it's a dog. Mm -hmm. And then they would ask, is it male or female? But they don't know what a woman is. The bottom line is that they are fearful of what will happen if they don't pull the line. What a democratic, maybe should be demonic world Mm. in which we live. Mm. Yikes. Yeah, it's a crazy messed up world. Have Have you seen the documentary, Matt Walsh's documentary on what is a woman? 
Oh, it's the one where he goes up and interviews people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He just asks them like, uh-huh. what, like questions, like, "Hey, what do you think a woman is?" It's like, "Oh, why do you think that?" Like, people are like, "Oh, well, I don't." Is that the one? Well, he does some of that, but he also spends a lot of time interviewing uh, experts in their field. Okay, nice. Yeah, like you know the 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 most prominent experts in the in their respective fields in the United States. Yeah, so this is a pretty full on documentary. Okay, it's. I mean, hey, he's like the greatest troll out there, and he just. Trolls so bad all the way through. I love it that. Is, it is. I would actually recommend. I think that uh, everybody should watch it. It is. It is quite. It is. It is actually terrifying where our world is headed right now. Mm. <clears throat> oh yeah, it's like a forty-minute YouTube video. Too easy. Okay, so uh, Raphael says this: uh, time in heaven, the Sabbath exists, so time must exist. Mm-hmm. I'm not sure I'm going to be able to argue with that one. Yeah. I was having fun with that. It's just from week to week, Nothing, month to month in heaven. all my fun? Yeah, like, come on, <laughs> come on Lord, wake guys, up. These guys have got no... Wake up, read the Bible. <laughs> no sense of humour. Uh, Braden says, church, family, and relying on God definitely bring about healing, as does forging forward with my situation... Though it has been hard and at times I have been angry about what has happened, the support of my fa- of my church family and the support uh, the, and the support God has given me, I am on the road to recovery. There are still times I get disheartened, but those other times I cling to God more vigorously. Mm. And then Rafi says, "Oh, he says about the uh, commenting on the." Uh, what is a woman? Matt Walsh documentary. Mm. He says he did watch it. Very interesting documentary. Yes, everyone should watch it. And mm. so Lawson, you need to get out and watch this thing. It okay. is really, really uh, cool. So enlightening. Epic. It, it enlightening. is so enlightening. It will. It will literally. It will blow your mind. Mm-hmm. There's a um, bunch of uh, snippets. Excited. There's a bunch of snippets out there on uh, YouTube. I'm not sure whether the whole thing is available on YouTube yet or not, mm-hmm. but. Uh, you can get it with a um, with a subscription or whatever. I don't know. My mm. wife organised it. I watched it, <laughs> and it was just wow. It was good. It was anyway. Mm. Let's go to uh, our Bibles and let's read from Luke chapter four. Okay, Luke chapter four. Luke chapter four. So we're going to change subjects. I thought we might just stay in uh, the Exodus all the way through this week, but. No, we're not staying in the Exodus. But yes, we are staying in the desert. Mm-hmm. Ah, okay. Because cool. we are talking about those desert experiences. Mm. And uh, Jennifer Skews was talking about going through some of those desert experiences. Mm-hmm. We've been looking at how the desert experiences of the Israelites up until this point enabled them to more clearly hear the voice of God. Mm. It removed a lot of distractions. It forced them to rely on God. Mm-hmm. And when we have those experiences of relying on God, we come out the other side of it stronger. Yeah. And our faith strengthened by what God has done and what God is able to do. Mm. Okay, we're up to Luke chapter 4, verse 1 to 3. The Bible says, Then Jesus, full of the Holy Spirit, returned to the Jordan River. He was led by the Spirit in the wilderness. Returned, sorry, from the Jordan River. He was led by the Spirit into the wilderness, where he was tempted by the devil for 40 days. Jesus ate nothing all that time and became very hungry. Then the devil said to him, If you are the Son of God, tell this stone to become a loaf of bread. 
Okay, so whereabouts is Jesus in this story? So he was in the Jordan River. Yes, which is a nice Get, place. Getting baptised. Absolutely. By John the Baptist. Mm-hmm. And some epic stuff happened. The spirit descended on him. It did. And rested on him. That's right. But then he is led by the Holy Spirit out into the wilderness mm-hmm. to be, and then he, whilst spending time in the wilderness fasting, he's tempted by Satan. Okay, so this is a pretty full-on experience that Jesus is going through. Mm. And sometimes I think when we are being tempted, we're like, why? Mm. You know, uh, why, why doesn't God step in and stop this? Mm. Well, the fact is that God was in the wilderness mm-hmm. and he got tempted as well. Mm. Jesus was there and he was tempted in the wilderness. And so why should we be exempt from that? So there's a lot of lessons that we can we can learn from this particular passage right here. Mm. One that jumps out to me is well, let's just start in here. What 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 kind of a like what what is the devil trying to accomplish in this first temptation? Uh, well, he's ultimately appealing to like the fact that Jesus is hungry. Yes, the fact that you know he's weak. He's weak. So this is Satan's favorite trick: is to kick you when you are down, mm-hmm. and also acknowledging the ability that Jesus has to rely on his godliness to be able to change a stone to bread, thus not relying on, you know, his father in heaven and ultimately not experiencing, you know, the human condition and then failing his mission of saving humanity. That That is ultimately like what Satan is trying to get Jesus to do. There's nothing wrong with eating food, but the point that Satan's trying to make is like, oh, if you don't have a human experience then you can't save humanity. It's not worth it. Yes, indeed. You're listening to Faith FM, positively different radio. So Freco testing, uh, texting through right now to say how this world would be turned upside down if the new tele- telescope could see the second coming of Jesus. Oh, that's interesting. Mm. Because when Jesus does return, I imagine it will take him a short space of time to get back here, but I imagine if the telescope was pointed the right direction, you'd be able to see that. Yeah. From a long way off. Sure. Oh, that's intense. Is that, do we have like a that. live stream? It's like a, a YouTube live stream of the James Webb telescope and then it's just like Jesus is coming back in the clouds. The other thing that's a little bit scary about this is like what will the devil do with it? I mean, if the devil wanted to personate the return of Christ. <sighs> True. He could do it through that telescope and literally live stream it. Mm-hmm. Yikes! Interesting. You guys are you guys are, you always send through such interesting messages here on Faith FM. Let's go back to um, our Bible passage here and let's think about this. Have you ever felt? And you, as a listener, I want you. To, I want you to ask yourself this question: Have you ever felt that you have been kicked by the devil when you are down? Mm. In other words. You feel like you are at your weakest point, that so many things have gone wrong and they just continue to pile up. Mm. And so one thing goes wrong and then another thing goes wrong and then another thing goes wrong and it just builds up and builds up and builds up and builds up and builds up. Have you ever felt that at that particular point when everything is built up, the devil just comes in with this massive, you know, punch out of nowhere and smashes you while you are down. Mm. 
And if you ever gone, why would God allow that? To, you know, this is this is just you know absolutely unfair. Which of course it is. That's how the devil likes to work. He likes to be unfair. Mm. That's his modus operandi. Uh, the but this is what's happening to Jesus, isn't it? Mm. The devil could have come to him with this temptation while he was at the Jordan. Yeah, that's right. The devil could have come to him and said, look, you know, I, I, I know you just heard a voice from heaven. I know you saw the Holy Spirit descend like a dove, but uh, really? <laughs> he could be like, that was me. <laughs> you know, do a miracle. Yeah. And prove it. Prove it. And it would be very easy for Jesus to be like, no. No. Mm. But he waits until Jesus is super hungry, mm. like really hungry. And... Mm. And very weak. And then he comes to him with this really subtle temptation, like, look at you. You know, you're, you, you, you're on the verge of death right here. You've come out here to fast and pray, and God has abandoned you. You're going to die in the desert. Mm. You cannot possibly be the son of God. Mm. But if you are... Just turn these stones into bread. What's stopping you from turning those stones into bread and then you'll be able to eat? And you can, you know, then you will know Mm. that you're God. So it's a pretty subtle temptation that he brings at this particular point, isn't it? Yeah, that's right. But I think, like, what what always interests me about this, like, you know, I've heard people talk about this passage. It's like, oh, yeah, the devil gets us out in the wilderness and then he tempts us. But it was actually the Holy Spirit that led Jesus into the wilderness. Yes. Uh, but then it's like, okay, so then is God tempting Jesus? But then you go to a passage like James chapter 1 where it's like, you know, God himself, like, tempts no one. No one can say when they're tempted, I am tempted of God. No. For God himself, like, does not tempt anyone. Like, And people often make that point to then, like, it goes further. It's like, oh, well, if I fall and I, I fall to this temptation, I sin, well, then God ordained my sin and i actually don't have any responsibility when it comes to that sin because like god made me do it like and there are people who believe that have you ever been tempted in church uh yes yes you've been tempted in church like like did the holy spirit tell you go to church yes so the holy spirit said go to church and when you got there you got tempted yes so is the holy spirit tempting you no Exactly. Like, exactly. So if the Holy Spirit says, go and fast, yeah. is that something? Has the Holy Spirit ever told you to go and fast? Sure. Yeah. Yep. Okay. And you went and fasted. Mm. While you were fasting, were you ever tempted? Yes. Yes. Uh-huh. So did the Holy Spirit, you know, did the Holy Spirit lead you into temptation by saying, go and fast? Well, like, ultimately, it's like the, the reason we're tempted is because we. Like, don't listen to the Holy Spirit. Like, like we listen yes. to the Holy Spirit, we and we end up in situations where we then experience temptation. The reason we fall to those temptations is through not listening to the Holy Spirit. And I think this is just an important point to make, that the God that we believe in is not a God of sin. Like, he is not a God who is wanting us to sin. Like, he is a God of repentance. Like, he wants us, he knows how messed up we are, and he's like, it doesn't matter what you do, you can come to me to receive repentance, and amen to that. But then it's like, he then doesn't allow us to then practice prolonged prolonged periods of sin for some net gain or benefit. 
Like, I really see, like, our lives. I, I, I look at my life, even since I've been a Christian, I'm like, man, I must be on plan, like, ZZZA. You know, it's like it's that A, B, C, and once you get through that, then it's like Z, A, B, C, D, and then when you get through that, it's like Z, Z, A, B, C, D, D. Like, because, and the, the reason I say that is because even as a Christian, like, I've made so many terrible, life-altering decisions, even as a Christian, that have affected me, they've affected my future, they've affected my work, my witness, all those kinds of things. I have done that, and and I can, I, and I would love to, well, I wouldn't love to see from God's perspective where you see, oh, Lawson could have been this, and Lawson could have done this, but he decided to go his own way and not live up to the counsel that I had given him, and now he's in a worse situation. Like, that is harrowing, but that is really the experience that we live, and thank God we have a God that is as gracious enough to love us enough so that we, like, you know, we can come to him to repentance. But this is the thing. Jesus is on plan A. Yes. Jesus always listened to God. Jesus always followed God. Yes, everything around him is is moving, but he has responded to every single situation in his life by going the way that God has called him to. And he's ended up in the wilderness being tempted. And it just shows me, it's like, okay, well, this is part of our experience and it's not God's fault. Like, that's the world that we live in. But even through this, like Jesus, we're going to see, like he overcomes his first temptation and by his faithfulness, like proves God right and proves Satan wrong. Absolutely. And so this is one of the things that in my mind, you know, when people say, oh, you know, God leads you into temptation because he led Jesus into temptation. It's not like, no, God God led Jesus to, you know, the Father led, the Holy Spirit led Jesus to go and fast. Mm. And because Jesus was on earth, Mm. And because he was a human being, mm-hmm. Satan tempted him. Yeah. And God can lead you lots of places. The Holy Spirit can lead you lots of places. And because you're a human being and because you're on earth, you're going to be tempted. That's what, like, that's where we cling to Jesus. Like, imagine yes. this is the thing. If you're really led by God into super difficult situations, like, think about that. You're led by God into really, really difficult and hard situations that then you can overcome by his power, by looking towards him. Like, how much better is that than if God just led you to avoid all conflict and do nothing? Like, that's like, like that's the ultimate testimony, the ultimate story. Like, that's the stories we get inspired by when we hear people like, yeah, like, I went through this really difficult and harsh situation, but I cling to Jesus. And as a result, look at what happened. Like, and that's exactly what Jesus is experiencing right now. Like, Jesus himself will have a testimony of this moment for the rest of his own ministry. Like, obviously, it's a testimony to us today, but for himself, seeing that, wow, like, like this was a, just a really, I see everything in Jesus' life as a precursor to the suffering that he would face on Calvary. And this is one of those moments where he experienced extreme suffering in the face of death mm-hmm. with temptation that would ultimately enable him and bolster him in his belief and his faith in the Father in heaven, that he can be sustained, he can do the work that he's being called to do, and that every his mission to save humanity will be fulfilled. Like, when he gets to crunch time, when he comes to the cross, like, he'll be able to get on it for his people. But we see that right here. Like, he's already taking those steps. Like, Jesus himself is preparing to be crucified years before because that's what that's how God had led him. That's, like, that's awesome. But it shows us, like, oh, man, like, actually, we see Jesus' humanity in this. Like, we see, oh, yeah, how do I know Jesus was human? Oh, he was preparing. He was growing. Uh, and we have the same ability as well. 
Yeah, wow, it's amazing. It's amazing what uh, what you know what God does for us. Mm. Text message here says Jesus needed the word of God to survive the temptations. Yes. How much more for us? Oh, how well brutal. do we know the Bible? Yeah. You know, and this is a this is a question we need to stop and ask ourselves when temptations come our way. Are we able to just like Jesus did quote the Bible? The Bible says that 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 yeah. you, you should not do this. Mm-hmm. Uh, do we do we know the Bible like that? You know, one of the things I was impressed with visiting the local mosque here was that the uh, the, the 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 sheikh down there knew the whole Quran off by heart, and I'm thinking, wow, yeah, bro, they can just sing it. It's crazy, and I, and I don't even know I don't even know close to knowing the whole Bible off by heart. <laughs> it's just like. Yes, a bit of a rebuke, but um, there was another text message that began this way. It says, this is the reason why there are so many weapons, and I thought it was going to say, of the Spirit, Mm. because we need those weapons of the Spirit when temptation comes. But then it talks about weapons in space, and I think it's about the the, the telescope, so we'll come back. (laughs) You're listening to The Breakfast Show Podcast on Faith FM, positively different. Time for us to get back into our Bible study. Lawson, let's have another, the last question for our quiz. Okay, the last question. In which town was the roof of a house broken up so a man could be lowered into Jesus' presence? Mm. If you know the answer to that one, 0491-064-669 is the number to call or text. You'll be able to go in the draw to win our book for this week, which is Exodus, Myth or History. And if you like that, if you'd like to know all about oh, all the archaeology, all the research that we've done into history to prove whether Exodus is true, again, you have to answer this question correctly to get in the draw. And that, an- that question is, in which town was the roof of a house broken up so a man could be lowered into Jesus' presence? I have some friends who have been texting me, actually, about the quiz. And they're like, just give me the book already. And I'm like... No, <laughs> I'm like, you've I'm got like, to go you, in the you, running. You're going to win it. But then, to, then I'm to... like, but maybe I can rig it for you guys. But then I'm like, nah, I'm just kidding. I'd never do that. <laughs> but... <laughs> I think it's impossible to rig that uh, spinny thing. Oh, it's... <laughs> well, it's I like... have my ways. Yeah, what? <laughs> <laughs> you don't know how to rig that. You yeah. can't rig that. I can. But the, the the key here is just answer every single question that you possibly can. That way you can get yourself in the running for as many opportunities as you can to win the prize. Correct. But again, that question was, in which town was Jesus, was the roof, sorry, broken up so that a man could be lowered into Jesus' presence? 0491-064-669. Okay, so getting back to text messages, this text message wasn't about the weapons of our warfare. It was about the weapons of human warfare. It says that is one of the reasons why there are so many weapons in space. Will they actually try and blow up Jesus and the angels at his second coming? <laughs> we got a lock on him. That's so crazy. Yeah, are there, like, lots of weapons in space? There are weapons in Do, space. No, but like as in like yeah, maybe there's like a gun on like a on the space station or something, but is there like like turrets in space? I believe that there are space uh, uh, weaponized satellites. Okay. For destroying other satellites. Okay. Oh. So you know, if they were to Fighting see Jesus coming, maybe they could turn those things around. Yeah. yeah. Uh, the temptation is okay. The temptation is to lead Jesus to use his own power for selfish purpose. Yes, uh, just coming through on the text message line right there, and that's what the temptation was all about. Because if Jesus did that, he would be obeying Satan. Yeah, he would be trying to prove something to Satan, 
and Jesus is God. He doesn't need to prove anything to anyone. Yeah, and he, but he would disqualify himself from being able to save humanity because he well, rather than obeying God, rather than obeying himself. Yeah, he's obeying Satan. Yeah. Sorry, I butted in. No, that's that's okay. No, but essentially, yeah. If he if he uses his godly power for selfish gain, like he disqualifies himself from saving humanity because he didn't have a human experience. Essentially, yes. yeah. Yes, absolutely, so. absolutely. That's actually a really important point. Mm. Okay, let's uh, continue on with our Bible study. Where did we get up to? Uh, must be verse four, was it? We, yep we we got to verse four. Let's read verse five. The Bible, actually, no, we'll read verse 4 and 5 because I don't think we read verse 4. Verse 4 says, But Jesus told him, No, the scriptures say people do not live by bread alone. Man, this is really paraphrasing. My my translation is Yeah, you're going to struggle reading this one. Really tough. Okay, then the devil took him up. Whoa, 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 whoa. Is that all it says? That's all it says. It doesn't say, but by, you know, the second part of the verse, but by every word that proceedeth out of the mouth of God. But this one just says people do not live like by bread alone and then just moves on. That's so lame. How wild. It's so just, that's terrible. Come on, NLT, step up the step up your game. It just dumped a whole half a sentence. Yeah, out, that's right. Which is the most important part. How do yeah. we live? By every word that proceedeth out of the mouth of God, the Bible says. Yeah, he's not making a point about like, oh, you have to fast, like no. stop eating food. He's no. making a point like we rely on God. That's right. Mm-hmm. All right. The devil took him up and revealed to him all the kingdoms of the world in a moment. Wait. So you wait, wait, wait. You jumped too far ahead. But I was going to say your t- translation no, no, no. is NLT, jump. right? You got the NLT there. Yeah, I didn't jump too far ahead. We call it the new lame translation. Where's the? I think this has actually gotten it backwards, right? Because don't the temptations go? It goes the it goes the the bread, the bread, and then the he goes to the roof and it's like fall off. Yes. And then he gets revealed all the kingdoms. Yes. This is the other way around. What What are you talking about? It goes the bread, what? then it goes the kingdoms, then it goes the roof of the temple. No. You, no, no that, that's no, what no, it does. It doesn't do that. Surely it doesn't do that. No, it okay, does. Okay, it can't do that. It does. Like, I'm reading it right now. This is wild. Wait, hold on. Let me, let me give my Bible out. <laughs> like, we're, we're, we're doing some cross-referencing here. So Luke chapter four, that's where we are. You're going to find it's exactly the same in your Bible. Um, no, no, in my Bible, it. Oh no, no, no! It does the same thing. Exactly. But is it different? Oh, is it different? So in it must Matthew? be between. Let's go back to Matthew. Let's read Matthew because yeah. I've, I know how it works in Matthew. Yeah. <laughs> it's just confusing me. <laughs> We go back to Matthew's account. Matthew's account is the most common account. I'm not quite sure why. Mm. All right, so Matthew's account, uh, let's read here in verse 5. In verse 5 in Matthew chapter 4, the Bible says, uh, the devil took him to the highest point of the temple and said, if you are the son of God, for the, uh, jump off. For the scriptures say he will order the angels to protect you and they will hold you up in their ha- with their hands and so you won't hurt your foot on a stone. Okay, so what's the problem with this? I mean, this would be a great launch to his ministry. Yeah, and dude, Satan just quoted the Bible. Satan learned something from the first temptation. Yeah. Jesus is going to quote the Bible? Okay, I can do that. Mm -hmm. I'll I'll do exactly the same thing. So this is what the Bible says. The Bible says, you know, the angels will hold you up, so go ahead and jump off. And what a great start it would be for his ministry. He's trying to become known. He's at the top of the temple. It's 
You can't like get... Like a public place? You can't get more public than that. Yeah. I kind of wonder how he took Jesus to the top of the temple, but we are not told that. I, I like to imagine that he grabbed him and flew him up there. I tend to think so. Yeah. And so he's up there with Jesus. He's like, yeah, just uh-huh. jump off. I mean, who's not going to see that? And when Jesus is rescued by the angels, everybody's going to go, wow. Mm. You, you can't get a better launch from ministry than that. Mm. So why doesn't, why not? Well, because ultimately, like, to to do something like this, like, the point that he's making is, like, oh, like, who, who would be, like, if, okay, if Satan pushed him off the top of the temple, yes. okay, if Satan grabbed him and pushed him off, the angels would save him. Yes. And that would be justified and okay. That's right. But Jesus wanting to display power, if he just jumped off thinking, oh, I'm the son of God, so I'm going to be saved, again, this disqualifies him from living the human experience. Yes. And thus, he can't save the human race. So there's a verse in the Bible where Jesus says, you will take up snakes and they will not bite you. Mm -hmm. And so if you go to the United States where there is a version of every crackpot religion that there is, there is a crackpot religion where they actually handle rattlesnakes all the time. Yeah. And sometimes get bitten. Uh Uh-huh. And sometimes die. Yeah. Uh, Why is that? Is, is the Bible not true? Yeah, I think it's like what we see here is like there are different like applications of verses in the Bible. And what Satan is doing here is what we call compartmentalization. He's taking a section of the Bible and then misapplying it to... Misapplying it and causing and, and asking Jesus to do something that is presumptuous. That's right. That's right. Presumption is not faith. Mm-hmm. Presumption is just foolishness. Mm-hmm. Faith is when you rely on God in a, a time of necessity when you need to rely on God, uh, presumption is when you just like, well, God's going to do this and God's going to do that, where God may not have actually said that he will. Mm. You're listening to The Breakfast Show Podcast on Faith FM, positively different. Lawson, let's have some answers for our quiz this morning. We'd just like to encourage all of our listeners to participate in the quiz, whether regardless of whether you participate for the prize or not. It's always good fun, and we love hearing from you. So, mm. yeah, whenever you hear these questions come out, just uh, give us a quick call, shoot us a text message. We'd love to hear from That's you. That's right. We want to see if you're smart. And also question of the day. We've got question of the day coming up, and I'm told that our backlog is starting to run out again. So yep. we, need a, we need a bunch more. So all right. Send them through. So here are some answers for the quiz about... About which individual did Paul and Barnabas dispute? John Mark, fill in the blank. But woe unto you that are rich. And that's why we were making the joke. Oh, well, luckily, we were, we we're not receiving any woe. Um, in what town did Jesus grow up? Nazareth. Which of the following books contains the most chapters? The answer to that one was Isaiah. And finally, in which town was the house of the roof of the house broken up so that the person could get in and see Jesus? That was Capernaum. That's, that's how you pronounce it, right? Capernaum? What? Capernaum. Capernaum? Capernaum? Or Capernaum. 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 Yeah. That Anyways. was how it was pronounced by our uh, tour guide when I was in Israel. I could never, I was like, what town is it? And, and I'm like, oh, yeah, okay. Ah, uh, uh, okay. Wait, so I said it right. Uh, you said Capernaum. No. I said Capernaum. It's you get me all confused. Okay, now. Anyway, was, everyone knows it's Capernaum. All right. Well, right now, hey, Jay, you had some text messages. Yes, I triggered everybody. Ah! <laughs> I wasn't supposed to play yet. <laughs> okay, 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 okay. Read your text messages. Well. I had a bunch of them. 
come through. So here we go. Here we go. Uh, new Bible translations, I believe, is part of the deception of the last days. We are now living in New Age. Yet translations have many missing verses and words that are important. Uh, check out, well, there's actually a bunch of different books on this subject you can look at, but this one mentions uh, uh, David W. Daniel's book. Uh, P.S. Love your show. Listen to it every day. It's been such a blessing. Um, and then Thomas says, Our Saviour would have used God's name, as in the original text. Test, sorry. And then we have this one, not sure why Lawson is reading from Bibles that are corrupt. <laughs> not holding back this morning. <laughs> I, this is when not you are my the real Bible. one in front of you. This is You're spending not more time correcting them than they should be saying. Just use the received text <laughs> instead. This okay, is. guys. Um, there is a place for paraphrases. Yeah, definitely. Provided that you recognize that it is a paraphrase. Yeah. And you do not use it as the last word. You go to a Bible that has a more word-for-word style translation than thought-for-thought style translation for understanding the Word of God. I get where you guys are coming from. I I know where you're coming from. You've also got to recognize that there are a lot of people listening to this station that have never cracked the Bible open in their life before. And if I did just King James, they might struggle a little bit. Yeah, (laughs) correct. So, but we have it here. It's right here in front of us. We will correct it every time. Yeah. Every time the new translation like, messes up, we'll we know. Fix it. Like, we've, we've read this part of the Bible before. We know what's wrong. Yeah, <laughs> we know it off by heart. <laughs> That's All right. right. All right. But yeah, hey, yeah. now it is time for question of the day. Okay. So, our question of the day today is actually coming from a text message that we received yesterday yes. and it was over we were talking about the beach and this well, we were talking about sand it got controversial can you believe that okay i understand bible translations being it's always controversial yes. but sand became the big controversy yesterday and i understand why people could not like sand if they don't no. like the beach but this was, person was making a point that they didn't they liked the Love beach sand. but hated sand and they, and I was like, what, do you want concrete on the beach? And then Braden responded, and he's like, concrete, Lawson? No, I want nature. Like, I want, like, a grassy sand beach. Is. Sand or, is nature. Or something. But he said, maybe, question of the day, won't the oceans be probably fresh water in the new earth so gra- no. grassy beaches no. could probably happen? No, just no. No. Why would you want fresh water in the oceans in heaven? Well, the Bible says that there won't be, there was no more sea. Mm-hmm. So we're going to have large lakes. Mm-hmm. But there are large lakes that are saltwater lakes. Uh-huh. You can have a large saltwater lake. We, we, we live next to one. Think about all of the nature, that, the, the, the beautiful nature that just loves salt water. Mm-hmm. And you put it in fresh water and it just dies. Mm-hmm. Think of all of the corals and the seaweeds it's and the fish. It's not going to die in heaven. Why is there salt? This is a domestic dispute. This is producer Sel <laughs> who grew up <laughs> in the middle of, of the a day. massive continent where there were a million lakes and uh, surrounded by fresh water. I think producer Sel first saw salt water when she was like 20 years old. <laughs> See, this is very un-Australian. Yeah, wow. No, I, couldn't, I, couldn't imag- I couldn't even imagine. The beach is the beach is one of the greatest environments that God has ever created. Mm-hmm. It is one of the most beautiful places. Sand is incredible. It's soft. It's squishy. Sometimes it's squeaky. Sometimes it's white. Sometimes it's yellow. It is always the best substance ever. And to lay on the beach or to go swimming in the ocean, where you're so much more buoyant than you are in fresh water, it's just the ultimate. Yeah. So so epic. Yes. I agree. Uh, you cook potatoes in it, seawater. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Really? Boil them in seawater. And when you think about heaven, we were talking about salt water and heaven here a minute ago, whether it be just salt water or fresh water or 
any kind of different water, there will be the water of life, and the most important thing is to be there and drink of the water of life. Because whatever there is in heaven, and the Bible doesn't say whether there will be salt water or not, whatever there is, it will be good enough. Of course, as you go through the day, spend some time with Jesus and spend some time in Bible study by yourself. There's no substitute for it. Do not forget to talk faith, to live faith, to act faith, and you will grow strong in Jesus Christ. For being a part of the Faith FM family. Join our community on Facebook or get in touch at 1 800 Faith FM.